heard about the DISC assessment, this one is a personality test and it gives you so much am amazing information about who you are or people that you know. Companies use it, employers use it, and so many people that want to learn a little bit more about themselves use it. So today, our guest expert is going to tell us all about it. And it's going to be pretty revealing and really interesting all at the same time. So stick around because we're going to come up with that right next. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe. We are in episode 98, and today we bring you an episode that is going to be so interesting and so revealing about yourself and maybe about some other people in your life. Um, so, But before I get started, I want to say thank you to my super awesome producer who makes this whole show go round. He's always in the production room. There he is sticking out his virtual head and saying hello. And and he makes everything go smoothly on this production. So thank you, Rick Moscoso, for making the whole show happen. And thank you to our audience who keeps joining us here at 1130 every Thursday live most of the time with some very few exceptions and also is, you know, brings and tells other people about it. Now, we are on iTunes, so you can rate us, review us and, and catch us on iTunes audibly or you can watch us on Facebook but also on YouTube. So make sure that if you can't tune in live, you can always listen to a replay on Facebook at the Waste Up Wardrobe um, page or catch us on iTunes or catch us on YouTube. So with that said, I want to introduce our very special guest who has been a guest on this uh, on the show before, but he has so much knowledge, so much um, experience being a mentor, a transformational coach, and I just couldn't wait to have him back again to talk about today's topic and how the DISC assessment can really give you insight into you as a person if you took it yourself or when you are you know, acquiring a team member or trying to, you know, figure out your relationships, whether it's with a peer or a colleague or a boss or even personal relationships. And so Devin Doherty is our expert here today. And let me just brag about him a little bit. He is a born salesman. He's raised a techpreneur. Uh, he is a trained consultant. He's married to a fourth generation real estate family. And Devin joined Keller Williams in 2009 and built a successful team in Orange County. He also comp combines his transformational coaching strategy with his down-to-earth practical aspects of how he shows up and delivers values in rooms. He has been a speaker, but I'm going to get him on here for him to tell us a little bit more about the depth and breadth of his background. So welcome, Devin. Thank you for being here once again and for honoring us with your presence. Um, how are you today? I am blessed. It's great to see you. 
<laughs> Great to see you. And we are too with your presence. So tell us a little bit more of your background that, you know, kind of brought you to really understanding the DISC, um, you know, assessment and, and more than that. Well, sure. I think the first thing that that I would say that brought me to DISC was just the idea that I wanted to improve my own path, right? The, the biggest thing that happens with us as we start to look at tools, especially tools like a behavioral assessment, is to figure out where we are and where do we want to be. And so at a very young age, I, 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 ran, uh, I ran across DISC, started using it in my career in my 20s, and it's been a tool that I've had uh, alongside me for all of my recruiting and all of my goals as it relates to building our businesses and our lives around us. I, I use it in pretty much everything we do. Yeah. I mean, when I was talking to you uh, pre-show, you were talking about even in your personal relationships, it could be very valuable in personal relationships as well as business relationships. Is that true? Yeah, for sure. I, um, what's funny is that as you start to learn and, you know, learn personality, uh, you learn how to interact with people effectively or less effectively. And it falls into all the categories that you can imagine, like the five love languages, you know, if you're looking at it from that perspective, or you, or you look at it from uh, a, a business perspective. And, and there's so many ways that you can look at personality assessments, especially DISC, and you can use them for navigating what's effective communication or less effective communication for whomever you're communicating with. Because obviously communication is the, re, you know, is the goal of getting your message across but when you don't know who you're speaking with, it can be very challenging. Right. And you're kind of like operating blindly, which most people tend to do unless they kind of have insight or awareness into this. Right. And so the disc is one way to gain that awareness and insight. So just for like in plain layman's language for, you know, anybody out there that might not really know what this is. Can you just tell us what the disc assessment is? Yeah, I'd love to. And before, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to just insert one little piece, and that is that the, the any personality assessment, including DISC, comes from keywords that we use. And the, and the keywords we use are built into our unconscious minds. And what, what comes out is that our programming comes out in words. And our words are basically our thoughts. And then our thoughts create our feelings, and our feelings create our actions, and then that creates our results. So the point is, is that when you talk about what is DISC, DISC is a way of assessing a human's behavior profile that they've created for themselves. Um, so that's really what it comes down to. And there's four main categories. That's why it's called DISC. Um, yeah. So that's. So is it considered a personality test more or a behavioral test? Or what is, does it have a category like that? That's a great, great question. Um, you know, there's a lot of debate in the psycho psychology world about behavioral assessments versus personality tests. And, and I guess I would just tell you that the, my differentiation between the two is that a behavioral assessment is a tool that allows you to assess a person's behavior, both natural and adapted. Natural behavior is what they do when no one else is looking. Adapted is what they do when they're under the stress of a work environment or whatever environment you're assessing them for. Um, so so that, that, that is what I would call behavioral assessment. Personality tests, um, there's a bunch of people that call themselves personality tests. I believe a lot of personality tests are really effectively behavioral assessments but they call them a different word. So I don't know that there's a significant difference between the two, but, but in, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, I like to consider it a behavioral assessment for the main reason that is that if a person has a less effective behavior they want to eliminate, we have tools to help them take it away. And that, yeah. that means that you can change your, you can change your behavior. 
Well, that's interesting because I was, as I was asking the question, I had this thought, you know, when it, when I think about personality tests versus a behavioral test, I think about personality as something that we are sort of is ingrained in us. We're born with like people have personalities, but a behavior is something you can change. Um, is that, does that sound right? I mean, that was just. Yeah. Well, it's a really, I mean, you're onto something really important here because you're right. People have a, a, a belief, most people, and again, I don't want to generalize too much here, but it, it, in general, what you what you can say is that a personality seems to be attached to who we are at our core, right? Where a behavior might be a layer away from that. The way I would like to say it is that beliefs and values are very closely linked, but beliefs and values can both be edited that, to make them more effective for where you want to go personality has a tendency to have the word that seems like it's inside and it's not changeable. You know, we talk about any of these assessments and you have the pros and cons of an assessment, right? One of the cons of a personality assessment or even a behavioral assessment is that the negative feedback that a person can perceive could be attached to who they can't change. And I live in a world where that's not, that doesn't even exist. Every single behavior can be changed if a person is willing to. So that that's, I think, a really important point is the reason why I st- stand on the behavior side of the conversation, not the personality side, is because I think people can buy into the fact that they can make a more effective strategy if they want to. Excellent. That that makes a lot of sense. And and so when, when it comes down to the DISC assessment specifically, who uses it? Who is it a tool really designed for? Well, it's, for, it's designed for anyone who wants to see... Uh, the patterns that are existing in a person in the way that they be each companies are using uh, disk as tool as many many other tools as well but disk is a primary one and they're using that tool to figure out whether the candidate fits the behavioral requirement of that particular job. For instance, salespeople, uh, and again, I don't want to go too deep in all the, well, we, we can break it down, but in general, salespeople are usually D or I personality, D being dominant, I being influencer. So D and I are, are the are the two uh, are the two big differences. And then S and C are usually administrative functions. So it, at, at an HR level, you can easily call through a bunch of resumes to figure out which type of people are going to be better suited by their current behavior um, on their, on their, on their internal path, whatever's going on in their head. Yeah. So you're talking here, you know, in terms of, um, you know, companies hiring a potential employee and um, them using the assessment as a way to just figure out the strengths and the um, and where to best fit a certain employee or if they fit a certain job description. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, that, that, that's one, that's one use of the tool. It's very, very much used in the hiring funnel, um, very effective tool for the hiring funnel. Another way that the tool gets used is in coaching. Uh, what happens when a coaching relationship gets created, it, the more a person knows about the other person, the easier it is for them to coach to that modality. The way we use it in real estate is that when we understand how a client's behavior primarily shows up, we can speak to them in that behavior language, if you will. Yeah. Um, and every every single person's walking around with a primary and a backup style, and we are able to identify what those are, and we can speak to those 
in you know in a in a way that's going to cause them to to listen to us better and to for us to get our message across better yeah well, I mean, I think that these tools are so fascinating, right? Because it does give us a little bit insight in, into how people act or react or um, their style. And it does allow us as, you know, whether we're a potential employer or you're in a relationship, any kind of a, a relationship with somebody to really be able to um almost like talk to their style if you wanted to really be able to, you know, to, to, to get somewhere in a conversation, to communicate in a better way. Um, so there are these four categories, right? The D-I-S-C. And I would love to break that down for the audience just to talk about each category specifically. I know you have a great, um, a great, uh, uh, slideshow that that really explains that with visuals, and I'd love to have you break that down for us, if you will. Sure, sure. Before we go to the slides, let me just let me just prepare the audience for an image in their mind, so they can get an understanding. the The best way to look at this is to look at the things that you already see in your life around you. So let's just all pretend that we're at a stop at a stoplight, and we want to cross the crosswalk. And I'm going to just break down the four styles from a crosswalk perspective really quickly so you get an understanding. The D, which, you know, that's my category, by the way. The D is the guy that's pressing the button repeatedly waiting for the crosswalk. And then, by the way, he doesn't he looked he looks kind of very briefly and just starts walking, doesn't even pay attention to whether the sign changed or not. That's the D personality. The I personality is there at the stop. They're at the crosswalk and they've said hello to everyone around them and they are. They, they are literally almost exchanging numbers before the light changes. Then the light, the light changes and they still don't go because they're in that conversation, right? And then the S personality is, so S stands for steadiness. They're, they're, they're there and um, they're not, they're definitely not going to move before the light goes. They're going to, they're going to, uh, they're going to move with the group and they want to make sure everybody's safe getting across. That's the S personality. And then the C is the cautious personality. And they're the ones that are going to wait probably five, six seconds before the, 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 the light changes. They wait. They see the countdown, 20 seconds, 19. Then they start going. But they still internally, they're measuring in their minds. My steps width is three feet and it's a 60 foot crosswalk. And they start to do the analysis and then they may even hold back. Um, that's the C personality. So you, you have these four different types of basic personalities and yes, I can dive deeper in, into the slides. Um, and I'll make that transition right now. So let yeah. me just share my, go ahead. Do you have any, any sure. thoughts on that story? Yeah, just another foundational. So the, the D stands for dominant. Mm -hmm. The I stands for influence influencer. The, and then the, the C is the C, the C is compliance or, the, or cautiousness. Uh -huh. And the S is steady, the steady person. Steady or supportive, yeah. Supportive, mm -hmm. got it. Okay, yes. Let's let's dig deeper. This is good. Okay, sounds good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna switch over to the slides right now, and then I'm gonna share my screen. So let me do that here. Uh, share screen, and okay. So um, there are really. Uh, a bunch of things to explore on this slide real quickly. Um, number one is you can see at the top, it says tell versus listen. Um, a person that is a D or an I is what we would call tell assertive. They, they are going to be, they're going to be making statements or commands 
where an S or a C will be will be basing what's called ask assertive. They'll be they'll be asking questions. So when you hear an S or a C ask a question, that's their form of assertiveness. So they're more listening based, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, and then on the left and the right, you see that the D and the C are more task driven. They like checklists. They 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 get stuff done. And the 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 P per, on the on the right side, you have the I and the S. They're more people oriented. They're the ones that are going to be much more you know connected to people. So that kind of gives you an understanding. Now I'm going to go through this pretty quickly. So I, I I'm uh, for for the audience just you know. Um, we can probably we can probably uh, co come back to any questions you have, but I'm just going to run through this really quickly so you can get a, a feel for it. Um, the D is basically stands for uh, a driver type of personality, a dominant personality, a problem solver, a risk taker, um, and they're 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 generally they're they're a small group of people by the way. They're less than five percent of the total population is D. Um, they they're bottom line. They place time on value. Um, they can be very much attitudinal, or, uh, argumentative. They can they can you know overstep their boundary very quickly. They don't like routine. Um, they, you know, there's a lot of things going on for the D that's that are can be really great. Their biggest fear is being taken advantage of. That that's the that's the secret fear of a of a D personality. Now remember, we have a primary and a secondary. So some of the D's that are listening may say, "Oh, that's not me." Well, it could, it could depend on your secondary personality. Um, the they they have an innovative focus on the future. They have you know they 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 base everything on results. Um, when when they're analyzing information, they offer innovative and progressive systems and ideas, but they they don't really weigh out pros and cons. They just kind of go for it. As a as they're typically leaders, problem solvers, and multitaskers. Um, they they see the big picture, can handle a lot of things at once. Um, where they have a hard time is becoming an active listener. One of the biggest coaching things that I have with my D personalities is taking them long enough to slow down to, to listen. Um, and um, they have a hard time relaxing. They just, they just, they just, it's just go, go, go. And um, when, when you look at what a D wants, they want authority, they want prestige. These words are m super uh, valuable for them. Um, and, and then interacting with the D, what you definitely want to do is you want to be direct and brief and to the point. You want to ask what, not how questions, um, and you want to suggest ways to achieve results, lead, lead and solve problems. Um, to be a D, D's basically only respect other D's. So from sales and relationship perspective, what you don't want to do is you don't want to ramble on. You don't want to repeat yourself. You don't want to be too sociable because you're just going to burn out a D, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, so when it comes to um, relationships that click, just curious about this, do, is there, is there anything about like how opposites are better to work together or that doesn't really even come into this equation at all? No, it does come into this equation a ton, especially in the work environment. What you'll find about, um, well, I mean, just look at your relationship with Rick, right? Rick has more of an a, a, a SC type of personality. You have more of an ID type of personality. I haven't done your assessments, but I can tell by the words and the, and the way that everyone operates. And what you'll, what you'll find is that, um, like for me in my real estate world, I have, um, I'm a DI personality and I have SCs that are my, uh, my, my operations partners, the people that run the, the operations side of my business. If I had another DI running that part of the business, we'd be both on fire, right? Yeah. And it would be, it would be an absolute, you know, 
stuff show. And, yeah. uh, and at the same time, what you, what you, so what you'll find is you're always going to have kind of a yin yang balance that you want to create for the types of roles that you have. Now, in an organization of a lot of salespeople, a lot of the forward salespeople are DI type personalities or ID, but then you also have some SCs that are creating the systems and the structure and the orders. And some of our CS, some are SC, but that's kind of how admin and sales operate in, in a work environment. Now, in a, in, a, in a personal environment, like for instance, my wife, I'm married 30 years this year and my wife is a DC and I'm a DI. So our we have a very high intense relationship because we're both dominant personalities. She's more cautious with the way that she's analytical. That's why she's, she's kind of our, our in-house CFO, if you will. And I'm a DI, so I'm the one that's out there connecting and getting business and you know doing all that stuff. So it does show up and it shows up in key relationships as well. Interesting. Okay, so the I in the disc, I, your your slideshow is fascinating. It's a, such a great tool to explain this process. Yeah, and I know we, we're gonna we're gonna go a little bit faster. So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, share my screen here again, and uh, let's let's go share and pop this up. So the I is enthusiastic, trusting, optimistic, persuasive, talkative. You you can see an I. They are they're always the life of the party. They're the they're the people that. You, um, you know, they're the ones that are planning the party. They're the ones that are gathering at the party. They're the last ones at the party. You know, that you, any, anything related to party, that's what an eye is all about. And um, I'm just going to, like I said, scroll through these slides. I'm not going to read everything on the slide, but you get an idea. Um, and they're motivated by flattery, praise, and popularity. You got to understand the great, the great thing about eyes is that all awards were generated for eyes. If you've ever watched the Academy Awards, the ones that light up the most are the I personalities. The D's just kind of get on and get off stage, but the I's are just all about their, their conversation. You know, they're the ones that just absolutely love that. And then their greatest fear is rejection. So they don't want to be rejected. So they want to constantly be included. And uh, that, you know, that's a big opportunity for I's. Um, they, they also want to be very autonomous. Um, they are open to coaching, but they sometimes won't listen to it. They want to apply it. Eyes generally uh, kind of wing it, if you will. Um, they what in in the data world, um, they lose concentration very easily. Um, they can be creative in problem solving. Um, they're in a team dynamic, they are very good communicators, very articulate, very persuasive. Um, they also can. They also generally have a good sense of humor. Um, they they they. The biggest areas for personal growth with eyes is that they, they need to be less impulsive and that they need to weigh their pros and cons before making a decision. Uh, they need to be more focused on results. Uh, it's a really, really got big opportunity for eyes is that they generally do everything by feel when in results they kind of forget. Um, and they, 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 they need to talk less and listen more. <laughs> um, so what, what eyes want is they want social esteem. They want freedom from details. They want positive work environments. So we're we're losing Devin a little bit there. We lost you a little bit, Devin. Did you? You lost me. Yeah, we lost you. Yeah, we lost you. <clears throat> I'll just edit that part. I'll just edit that part out. Uh, it was the last slide that you were on. Okay. Um, you just you went into you went underwater. Okay, nice. Like uh, the fish. Like the fish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You uh, 
You want to go back to that you last slide? Recut that. You want me to recut that last slide? <clears throat> yeah, let's do that. Okay. So going back to share. And share screen. Okay, so um, we'll just start about here. Right. So what, uh, so what an eye typically wants is they want this recognition. They want this freedom from, uh, from control. They want people to talk to. They want a positive work environment. Uh, what, what, you know, what, what they do want for sure is they want to help develop talk into action. Uh, they, they want to allow time for stimulating social conversations. They want to develop a participative relationship. What, what, you, what you don't want to do with an eye is you don't want to eliminate the social time or do all the talking or ignore their ideas or tell an eye what to do. Those they're are really the breakdown people. of the eye. They're people people. They're people people, yep. They're absolutely people people. And, they, and, and what you'll find, the thing I love about eyes is that they really brighten up the room. You know, they, they, you know the thing that's interesting is if you're making a, if you know you need, if you're looking to create a winning environment, like a winning boardroom, let's say you're making a big presentation and you show up, you've seen this before, even in, in the movies, you get a bunch of D personality attorneys in the room. One eye can change the whole dynamic. And it reminds me of the movie Legally Blonde because you because you have a gal who is more bubbly and, and open and, and that changes the whole dynamic. So it's it's a really, really important piece to add to any puzzle. Excellent. So so then the next one is the yes. Yes. So we'll jump back in and share again. And the S personality um, S is, it stands for steady and supportive and S is a good listener. I'm slowing my pace down because S's speak at a much slower pace and they are much better at taking time for people. They mm. cooperate really well and their pace and their, their way that they operate is just so systematic and steady they're very loyal. They're compliant. They're good listeners. Are they you sure screen, Devin? We What's don't. We don't see your screen. If you're, if you're meaning to. I was, I was attempting to. Oh, okay. All right. So we're going to start over with the S's. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's go. Click here and then here and then I'll roll back up. All right. So, S personality. S is um, steady. Um, supportive, good listeners. Um, you know, their keywords are, are stable. Um, they have a mantra of just really wanting to help understand how they, other, what, what other people are saying. Um, they have a mindset of, I will do it. They're, they are very friendly. Um, they are like that dog, right? They're, they're uh, very loyal. Um, they're good listeners. Um, their weaknesses are that they hold a grudge. This is a very, very uh, big challenge for S's. They're not quick to forgiveness. Um, so one of the big things there is to, is to make sure you're constantly in good communication with your S people in your world. Um, they have a difficulty establishing priorities sometimes. Uh, they, they need to be you know, kind of coached through that. They're motivated, they're motivated by their loyalty and their security and their safety. 
and uh, their biggest fear is, is losing security. So they're generally salaried employees in the work environment. Mm. SS are generally uh, not on any kind of big bonus programs. They don't want to take that risk. Um, <clears throat> so SS want a team atmosphere. They, they, they don't want conflict. Um, and they're, they generally are on the administrative side of the organization. Um, from a data perspective, um, they while well, analyzing information, an S may be outwardly agreeable but inwardly unyielding, meaning that it's hard to know when you've persuaded an S over to your way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, they they take their concerns internal, which causes them to, um, you know, build up that grudge that I talked about, um, and then they can be slow to action. Uh, so what what they generally are very good for in a team environment is that relationship building, team playing. Um, they can also be a really good voice of reason. Um, the, they adapt really, really well because they're super pliable, super flexible. Um, and they, they, just need to, they just need to be more direct in their interactions. Um, one, of the other things that, one of the things that's really important about an S is that they love to have the uh, repeated work patterns. They like consistency. They, they're time to, they need time to adjust to change. A couple more things here is that they need clarification. They constantly are looking for clarity. One of the mantras of an S is clarity is a process. Mm -hmm. So then they're going to constantly be looking to get clearer and clearer on their goals. Mm -hmm. Uh, And with an S, you don't want to be too pushy or overly aggressive or too confrontational. Interesting. Uh, I mean, that is definitely, it's so interesting, the differences between the categories, but also as I go, as we go through these categories, I see that, oh, I, I, I feel like, oh, I have traits from D and I and S. So what is your um, thoughts on people aren't necessarily just a straight D or a straight I, are they? No, as a matter of fact, um, many of the scales of the disc, there's a lot of ways to take the disc assessment. And uh, a lot of the scales use a zero to 100 scale. Right. And so um, a person will see that they're a high they're a high sca- score on one of them. Well, they're generally higher, a higher score on a second one as well. So we have a primary and a backup behavior. And mm-hmm. it does take you do want to take a moment to talk about what's called adapted personality or adapted behavior versus um, versus natural. The thing that happens is that natural behavior is what drives us internally Adapted is what we do under stress of whatever that environment is. It could be stress of sport, stress of work, stress of life, whatever situation you're in. The stress, the stress behavior profile set is generally where you are putting on a mask. You're masking your natural behavior because you think you need to show up in a certain way for that environment. And that could be stress in, in a student world, right? It could be in school where a student shows up and they act differently in the classroom than they do at home, well, that's because of the stress that's created. And then they put that mask on and then they see their D go up or they see their S go up or they see their C go up. Those are all the things. So you want you, when you're taking an assessment, you're looking for your natural uh, uh, behavior. And that's what you really want to look at people through is the natural lens, because the adapted lens is when you're putting them under that stress. Yeah, very interesting. And so the final category is the C. Correct. Yep. Let me jump right in on that. Um, share screen and share, share the whole screen. There we go. So C's, C's, um, you know, C's are, are really compliant and accurate. They are the accountants of the world. Um, they're detail oriented. 
they're really good to have on an assembly line or anything that needs to get done in a procedural way. They're generally careful fact finders. Um, they, they are, you know, they are, um, they have a very, they're kind of an anchor of reality. They're always bringing you back to what, what's really going on. Um, their weakness is that they, they need clear cut boundaries so much so that they can lock up. Um, and what that can do is it can get them bogged down in details. And um, what they're motivated by is they're motivated by, you know, high quality, detailed tasks, opportunities to demonstrate their expertise. The, the challenge with C's is that they, their greatest fear is criticism. So they don't. So when you approach a C with a new strategy or new behavior or new method, you need to make sure that they're getting credit for the things that they're doing well and sandwich that criticism with anything else that they're doing well. They really need the feedback sandwich. Um, and C personality also really is, is a, a personality that loves to do technical work, can be great at programming, great at, great at anything, you know, even, even any, any task that is, you know, kind of repetitive, they, they thrive in that environment. And, uh, the, you know, when analyzing information, a C may become overly cautious and con con uh, conservative, they might get too bogged down in details. A lot of times you'll find C's don't act quickly, especially around D's. So you, you have kind of a mix you have to deal with. And then I don't know what happened there. Um, so C's, C's you, you know, they are great organizers. Um, they, generally, they generally like to do it themselves. Uh, they, they strive for logical, consistent environments. They grade at analysts and they can be good diplomats because they, um, will just toe the party line really, really well. Um, it, what, what happens with C's is from an action standpoint is that they, they need to be more decisive. They need to take more risks is really what it comes down to when you're growing, when you're growing a C to a leader. And then when you're looking at C types, they're looking at the value and quantity. They look for that reassurance. They, they need plan change and exact job descriptions. Um, and what you want to do with the C is you want to prepare your case in advance. You want to make sure that you support the ideas and statements with accurate data. Um, one of the statements that we use to our C personalities in real estate when they're having a hard time making a decision is we say, you have all the facts and information you need to make this decision because they, they will continue to research and research and research until there's, until there's no more. Um, and then what you don't want to do is you don't want to refuse to explain details and you want to answer, you don't want to answer any questions vaguely or casually. So yeah. hopefully that gives you kind of an understanding. And then this is, this is, uh, that's the end of it right there. And I will stop my share. Well, you know, so it's so interesting. So in all the years you've really been using disc as a tool, um, yeah. Has there been anything that has been just sort of a unicorn, somebody that just had surprised you, uh, whether it was that they were so one personality driven or that doesn't even exist, I don't know, or they are part, they were like a sum of all the four parts, something that was really unusual in the years that you've really observed this, or does it usually just fall into that same pattern of everybody's about two dominant ones and then they're, you know, a little bit of a sprinkle of everything else? Well, I can, I can, I can give you a couple of unicorn examples. Um, what, what, because of the work that I do with NLP and coaching, um, I, I see people's person personalities slash behaviors. Uh, and I really like to, the concept of behaviors over personalities is, is that, is that I see their behaviors being able to optimize for what their goals are. In other words, 
I have had uh, former partners in my life, par current partners in my life who want more out of the sales side of the world, but they are sitting with an SC type of personality. I've seen them uh, reduce the fear and uh, supportive cautiousness of an SC. And I've seen them grab onto the smaller parts of their I or their D personality and emphasize those. Mm -hmm. And that takes work. So the answer is no, there's no surprises with this these assessments, there's no, there's no unicorns, but there are, there are ways for people to grab more of what they want out of another category. Mm -hmm. For instance, if a person wants to be, you know, you, you know, the old saying in life, there is there's either security or opportunity. You can't have both, right? So security driven people are, are S's and C's and they want the opportunity, but they have to reach for it. So we have to help them optimize. What does it look like for them to go after those ID characteristics that cause them to take opportunity or to get into sales. Yeah, that's fascinating. So every time, well, first of all, I, with the hashtag disc and shine, you have a PDF that you are willing to, to give the audience um, that will help them graph their own personality. There is a link, first of all, actually, I should say, there is a link that you provided, the Tony Robbins link where People can go and take their DISC assessment and you feel like that's a really good uh, source there. So we'll put that up in the comments for the audience. But you're also offering this PDF of a template that they can use after they get the results. Can you tell sure. us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, basically it's just a, re it's a repeat of what we shared uh, in the slides and then a little bit more details. And then as far as the Tony Robbins DISC, just to clarify, the Tony's Ro Tony Robbins disc is free. That's one of the reasons why I recommend it. There are yeah. paid discs as well. And you can see the link below. Um, TonyRobbins.com slash disc is where you can go and get the free assessment from, from uh, Tony Robbins. It's not going to give you the level of detail you can get from a paid disc. And there's a lot of sources to get paid discs as well. And people can even reach out to me and we can get them connected up to paid disc. The, the, the difference, though, what I would tell you is that this is a primer for what it looks like for a person to kind of go internal. And what I've seen is I've seen a lot of families just, you know, take the, take the free Tony Robbins and start using that for a communication tool around the dinner table. I've seen it happen in a work environment, a small team environment. Uh, it's a great starting point is what I would say. And then, and then the additional tools that we talked about is just getting a copy of the slides that we showed so that they can look at those more closely. Well, that's wonderful. And, and everything you said is like, so it's like so good. It really concisely laid out what a disc with a disc assessment is and how people can use it in their lives. So we wrap up with the Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap up. And if there's one takeaway, Devin, that people should take away from this, what would that one takeaway be? The one takeaway is that you're using disc, whether you know it or not. So why don't you get on board with how to use it most effectively? That's right. We are intentionally, whether we're unintentional or intentional about, we might as well be intentional, right? That's right. And then the tools that you offered with the Tony Robbins um, link here to go get the test taken. But we can also, people can also look up um, like the paid ones that tend to be a little bit more accurate. So thank you for that tool. Um, is there a tip that you would suggest if somebody was getting tested for, or you be, you know, if this disc was being used on them, is there a tip you can offer uh, the audience of what that would be? Yes. Uh, that's great. Great question, by the way. And, and the, the, I got a couple of tips. Number one, you're the only one that can do your assessment. I've seen many times where assessment is done by committee. Well, honey, what do you think I am? Or 
you know, partner, what do you think I am? And that's a very ineffective way to do the, do the assessment. The other thing is to do it when you're, when you're best and you're freshest in the morning, it's always best to do it after your first cup of coffee and you're, and you're, you're all on board. We, we prefer that when we give the assessment that people are fresh because uh, you, your assessment at the end of the day could look much different than your assessment at the beginning of the day. Oh, I love that. That is so, that is so important because like, as we're exploring a lot of these different assessments, we, people have been asking the question, should I be taking this at a certain time? Uh, Do I have to take it every couple of years? Is this, is it just something you take every couple of years or is it pretty much kind of, I mean, do people take it multiple times throughout their lives? Great question. The answer is yes, you can take it multiple times throughout your life and you will find that your disc can change over time, but generally only through traumatic events. Uh, a traumatic event can, can change your personality. Um, I, you know, I, I was in a situation when I was 19 year old, 19 years old, and I saw three of my friends die in front of me in a car accident. It changed who I was at that time. Um, so any traumatic event can cause a personality slash behavior to switch. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that that is the natural behavior, by the way, it could be, it could be the adaptive behavior that switches. So, um, to change the natural behavior, you have to do deep work and deep work is understanding what your beliefs and your values are deep enough so that you can choose whether you want them to be those, or you want to upgrade them in some other way. That is so good. And it's so funny because the expert on the Colby said the same thing when a life changing event occurs, it's good to take the assessment again, which is very, very interesting from a psychological standpoint. Uh, finally, action item. I know my action item. I'm going to go take this test. Do you have another action item for the audience as we wrap up here? Better than even taking the test is to ask, is to educate a few people around you on the basics and to ask them who they think you are before you take the assessment so that you can then have kind of a, a fun a revealing after the assessment. So uh, go, go to friends, family, spouse, anyone else and say, hey, what do you think I am? After you give them a little bit of break, breakdown and then go take the assessment. And it's a lot of fun, but don't let them take the assessment with you. <laughs> Such a great conversation. So insightful, so revealing. I'm so appreciative that you were here to talk to us about it, Devin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And there you have it, Waste Up Wardrobe Nation. The uh, assessment and the, the, the you know, the, the DISC assessment and how it can work for you, how you can make it work for your life, how you can use it to assess your relationships. It is such a great tool. Join us next week on Thursday at 1130, where we bring you a new fresh show. Remember, we're on iTunes, where you can download us and listen to us. But we're also you can also stream us through Facebook and through through YouTube. And so join us in any one of these platforms, the one that seems right to you and that you're comfortable with. And join us next week where I bring you a new fresh show um, on Waste Up Wardrobe once again. 